Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, August 2nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Department of the Interior released a report last year about federal Indian boarding schools that took Native children from their parents and communities in the 1800s. They needed a source of funding, and at the same time, federal officials were in this really pushing this policy in the Indian Bureau of cultural genocide. We'll examine the legacy of these schools in Illinois in just a few minutes. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has ended an order to monitor the safety of drinking water in Cahokia Heights. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports no contamination has been found. Illinois American Water serves approximately 20 percent of Cahokia Heights. Most of their customers live in what used to be Allerton and Centerville, some of the areas hardest hit by sewer and stormwater problems. Water Company spokesman Terry Mackin says the ending of the EPA order is a good sign. It reaffirms invalidates that the drinking water is safe to drink and that the drinking water system is high quality and meets the needs of the community. When it announced the order in 2021, the EPA said it hadn't found contamination. Rather, serious problems could affect safety, especially during sewage overflows. Illinois American Water says it will continue to regularly test and the EPA will maintain compliance. I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri has carried out its fourth execution this year. Johnny Johnson was put to death yesterday for the 2002 killing of a six-year-old Valley Park girl. He wrote in a final statement, Sorry to the people and family I hurt. Johnson was executed at the state prison in Bonterre after several appeals from lawyers to stop the death sentence were rejected. His attorneys argued Johnson's mental state meant he did not understand the severity of the sentence. He was convicted in 2005 for the murder of Casey Williamson. The St. Louis County NAACP is raising the alarm that SSM Health is cutting Level 2 trauma services at DePaul Hospital on September 10th. Association officials say the changes will harm communities in North County. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Severe injuries from gunshots, stabbings, and car wrecks will no longer be treated at DePaul Hospital in Bridgeton. SSM officials say the hospital's Level 2 trauma center's requests for services have decreased. John Bowman is NAACP chapter president and a director of the Northeast Ambulance and Emergency Fire District. He says paramedics respond every day to severe injuries. If you get one gunshot per day, that's one trauma victim that if you make a decision to try transport that person 30 minutes opposed to 10 minutes, you have made a life or death decision. The NAACP will meet next week with SSM officials to discuss the plan. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. A transgender student is suing the Platte County School District north of Kansas City over a policy that required her to use the boys' or unisex bathroom. A lawsuit brought by the ACLU of Missouri states a 16-year-old transgender student was suspended twice at Platte County High School as punishment for using the girls' restroom. Dustin Farr is the student's father. He says the school's policies caused his daughter's severe depression. Suicide rate in LGBTQ kids is astronomically higher than any other group in drug use. It's a spiraling effect, and if someone doesn't stand up, we're going to lose all of our kids. The lawsuit asks the state to overturn Platte County's bathroom rule. It also asks for monetary damages. 
A Republican lawmaker says there is plenty of work to be done to relieve an overbearing caseload in Missouri's Children's Division. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more from Representative Hannah Kelly's appearance on Politically Speaking. For years, Children's Division investigators looking into child abuse or neglect claims have faced daunting caseloads, making it difficult to determine if accusations can be substantiated. While Kelly says that Director Daryl Missy has been communicative with legislators like her, the Mountain Grove Republican says policymakers should think deeply about restructuring the Children's Division. That's how good government happens, is not getting so stuck on where we are at right now, but where we need to be when we no longer can have a say. Kelly is in charge of the House Children and Families Committee, which oversees the Children's Division. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. The Cardinals are looking toward next season after making moves at yesterday's Major League Baseball trade deadline. They shipped shortstop Paul DeYoung to Toronto for a minor league pitcher. The Cards also sent starting pitcher Jack Flaherty to Baltimore for three prospects. Baseball operations president John Mozeliak says the goal was to add depth to the team's minor league system. I feel like we accomplished that. Now, next year's roster is going to look different. We know that. Um, we, we weren't at the competitive level we wanted to be, and so change has to happen. The Cardinals are last in the National League Central Division, 11 games out of a playoff spot. The United States Department of the Interior released a report last year about federal Indian boarding school policies that took Native children from their parents and communities in the 1800s. Peter Medlin has more on the legacy of Native residential schools in Illinois. I'm on the side of a busy road in suburban Cook County where an old gate pokes out of the trees. Here's the sign, St. Mary's Cemetery. Rusty sign, but it's still there and inside it looks really well-maintained still. A rusted cross is on top of the sign, and the little cemetery sits on the far corner of Maryville Academy's campus. It's a Catholic child care organization and residential school. And back in the 1880s, it was known as the St. Mary's Training School for Boys, and it was one of two federal Indian boarding schools in Illinois. More than 50 Native American boys were sent to St. Mary's. Several of those children died at the school, and according to a dissertation on the history of the school, are still buried in that small cemetery. Dave Beck is a history professor at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, and he's been studying federal Indian policy for over 30 years. There are no federally recognized tribal lands in Illinois, and Beck says the native kids at St. Mary's were from South and North Dakota, 900 miles from home. The children were taken from Spirit Lake Reservation Community and the Standing Rock Reservation. So those were Dakota and Lakota Indian boys, and then apparently some Ojibwe boys from the Pembina Band of Turtle Mountain. And unlike many boarding schools, St. Mary's also housed non-native orphans and dependents of Cook County. It wasn't created as a native boarding school, but Beck says the school had financial problems. They needed a source of funding. And at the same time, federal officials were pushing this policy of cultural genocide to take Indian children away from their families and put them into boarding schools where they would be forced to learn English. The hope was that they would forget their tribal heritage. In exchange for educating those children, the school got federal money. The indigenous youth were trained to be farmers at the school, although officials said they were supposed to learn other trades too. Yeah, 
I said, hello, my relatives. I'm from Spirit Lake, North Dakota, or Spirit Lake, Dakota Nation. I'm also Meskwaki, Hidatsa, and Anishinaabe. My name is Deidre Whiteman, and I'm the Director of Research and Education for the National Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition. That was Whiteman speaking in the Dakota language. The Healing Coalition is pushing Congress to pass the Truth and Healing Commission on Indian Boarding School Policies Act. It was reintroduced by Senator Elizabeth Warren in June. Whiteman, who grew up in the Quad Cities, says a commission could help answer basic questions like how many kids were forced to attend these schools. Researchers know it's in the hundreds of thousands, but what were their names? Papers at the time mentioned some of the St. Mary's kids' names with new English names listed alongside them. Whiteman says it's hard to know if those names are totally accurate or not. Also, a commission like the one created by the Canadian government could investigate how many children were abused or died at the school and what the long-term impacts on the families have been. Another part of her work is research. The DOI has released 408 boarding schools uh, that were federally funded. Us at NABS, we found 521 schools. That could mean more schools in Illinois that weren't federally funded. She says several former residential schools have reached out to them about acknowledging their history and establishing a relationship with tribal communities. Some tribes have also worked on repatriation to return home children's remains buried at residential schools. The other residential school in Illinois was the Homewood Boarding School in Peoria County, which is now a state park. The Illinois Department of Natural Resources operates the site, and in May 2022, after the Department of the Interior's report, then-director Colleen Callahan said they'd be reviewing how they tell the history of that site in the coming days and months. A spokesperson for IDNR told WNIJ that they had nothing to report yet. The now Maryville Academy doesn't mention the school's time as a boarding school on its Our History section of its website. Maryville's executive director, Sister Catherine Ryan, says they're working on, quote, how we will recognize this part of the history, but declined an interview with WNIJ. I'm Peter Medlin. Peter is a reporter at the member stations that make up Northern Public Radio. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.